I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. that attempts to find the shimmering bat signal in the dark, broody Gotham sky. Where is that metropolis? My name is Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we're going to be finding the one good thing about DC's Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Um, it is the second entry into DC's uh, film franchise. The film opened to decidedly less enthusiastic reactions than Men of Steel, which itself was mixed, I think it's fair to say. Um, critically, the film did poorly, and Hornaday at the Washington Post described it as dreary, overproduced, and underbaked. And Dave Schilling at The Guardian called it like a big wet blob of fetid bird droppings tumbling down from the sky. Um, the top-rated reviews on IMDb um, include this review from Thomas Drufk. I honestly can't believe I'm sitting here typing an average review for a film that's one of my most anticipated of all time. And a review from Typo, with two Ys, was simply titled ARG. So, we both saw the film in cinemas when it came out in February, I think? Around then. Around then. Around then. Um, and we've just sat down and watched the ultimate edition of the film, uh, which comes in at a whopping three hours. So, what are some good things about Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice? Clark Kent has the best desk setup <laughs> at the... Metro- at the, uh, at the uh, Daily Planet. At the Daily Planet. Not the Daily Bugle, which Not is the Daily Bugle. No. Spider-Man works. Yeah, although we have a J.K. Simmons-esque-esque He's an interesting counterpoint to J.K. Simmons, yeah. is, um, is old Larry Fishburne. He's a dreamer. Playing Perry White. Perry White. He's a dreamer who dreams of t- a simpler time <laughs> when football was what would make the headline news, not mass destruction or mm. government agencies funding terrorists overseas. A dreamer who dreams purely in headlines. <laughs> that he pitches to the sky. He pitches to the sky and writes in the air before him. <laughs> To silence. <laughs> to a stunned, awed hush. <laughs> but Clark Kent does... He's the only person in that office that has the monitor at eye level. Uh, <laughs> he's sitting there straight. Everyone else is slumped, just dead in their, in their cubicles. And, uh, well, of course, Jimmy Olsen is literally dead. Um, slumped in the desert with yeah. a bullet in his brain instead of occupying the office, offering yeah. quippy comments. His last words were, Lois, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Da, 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 da. I'm gonna uh, any DC fans who are now reaching for their uh, X buttons on the corner of the windows. I'm gonna come right out and say I liked this version better to yeah. the point I thought it was an alright film. I'd have come out I think with the same sort of reaction I'd had to maybe even a bit more positive than X Men Apocalypse, where yeah. I came out thinking God, there was some stuff in there I really liked. And there's some stuff in there that I would have been interested in seeing more of. Mm. Yeah, I think for me it was the, f- it was even more of a failure 
in the final third because the first two thirds mm. were just so much more enjoyable. Yeah. It was, was so much better. It was so much more improved. It was. There um, was um, clearer character motivations, clearer um, plot progression. It was still trying to do too much. So let's just go over the objectives that this this film, uh, DC Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, had to achieve in its um, mere three-hour runtime. Two and a half hour in um, in cinemas. So first of all, it was attempting to launch the DCEU proper. The DC Extended Universe. Do you know what DC stands for? Dalston. <laughs> Dalston Cross. Um, it stands for Detective Comics. Oh. Comics, but detectives. Like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Remember? Well, yeah. I mean, Batman's... Do you remember when Sherlock Holmes broke a porcelain sink over Moriarty's head? Well, that was his origin story. That was his origin story. Yeah. That's, how he became, that's how he became known as um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Objective two, reboot Batman. So we had Christopher Nolan's Batman. Christopher Nolan brought that story to a close at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. DC wanted more Batman, and they wanted him to be usable in the shared universe. And they made an interesting choice. They decided, we're not going to do... Well, they did do the origin story again, but we're not going to have young Batman again. We're going to have an older, harsher, bulkier Batman who's been doing this for 20 years. A real chunky Batman. A real chunky Batman. Like a, a full-size Batman. And um, right down to his, his mascot on his on his chest and on the bat signal, it's like this really fat blob that just about <laughs> resembles a bat, which I like, actually. It's... It's somehow really harsh. Like a drunk dad Batman. <laughs> drunk with just a lot of bulk. Bat dad. <laughs> um, so they wanted a new Batman to go forward with, and Lego Batman isn't going to work. So in the DCEU, it might. Who it knows? could. <laughs> Maybe we can get Lego Batman. Um, the third objective is um, a story about Superman doubting himself. He's trying to rescue people. He's trying to do the right thing by the standards his father set him. He's now realizing that things are more complicated than that. He can't um, just save people in a heroic way without there being collateral damage, without him being accused of not doing enough or doing too much, without people getting scared of what he can do. There's a, there's a lot to think about for Superman there, so he's got to mull it over and come to some sort of resolution that will allow him to continue to be Superman without becoming the villain. Fourth objective, introduce Wonder Woman. And maybe a slight romance between her and Bruce Wayne, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that and I was puzzling as to how they'd, <laughs> how they'd get around her superhuman strength. Yeah, yes, that'll and be... general godliness. No one worries about that, though, yeah. when a male superhero yeah. picks up with a... They just um, go, oh, go for yeah, it, Yeah, go on, Superman. Yeah. Oh, show her. As... Um, as <laughs> Lois Lane goes in for her third pelvic x-ray. Just to... This got gross. This got gross much <laughs> oh, earlier than I hoped it would get gross. It's um, all ironic. It is. Yeah. It is, guys. <laughs> We're actually great. Um, <laughs> not awful, awful men. Um, neither is a man. So, introduce Wonder Woman. Number... One, two, three, four, five. Set up plot points for the Justice League movie, including the main big bad who um, comic book fans will recognise as being Dark Seed. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six point. Tell a story about Lex Luthor. Um, a quest for power and a manifestation of his fear of God. 
seventh, I think, and final reason uh, thing that this film has to do is tell a story about Batman fighting Superman. That's the, the that's also a thing that Batman v DC's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Wonder Woman, is um, attempting to do with this story. Mm. So those are our seven objectives. That's a lot for any film to try and do. It's a long it's a long film, but how many objectives did Titanic have? Uh, or Magnolia? <laughs> no. uh, well, okay, so Titanic, the objective was to tell a story about two lovers torn about by circumstance. Yeah. Everything else is perfunctory and background. I guess you could say, and, and the story of the Titanic yeah. um, is probably, that's a second, but it's there. Yeah, um, an actual di- di- documentary about how the Titanic sank based on yeah. current evidence. Um, I guess is also in there, but that is the setting of a love story. Mm. I don't know, is Lex Luthor's plan introducing Wonder Woman, is that all the setting in which we tell a story about two men having a disagreement and then resolving their differences? Or is that just, that feels like the background to a larger story, but I don't know what the larger story is. Yeah, how many uh, how many objectives did you tot up in the end? Uh, seven. Seven. Um, I think you could have legitimately had seven hour and 40 minute mm. movies. A movie that launches the DCEU proper. Um, this would be, because Avengers was the one that released, that launched the Avengers. Mm. I mean, I don't remember people being excited about Captain America, the first Avenger. I don't remember the no. hype around four uh, it felt like something that they were just doing in the background, and everyone was like, oh, "Okay, I'll see when it comes." It's another one, yeah, yeah. And then it was just an, an incredible surprise that the Avengers was as good as it was. Um, uh, but then eventually they they sort of yeah they weaved it weaved it together. Mm. Um, but they laid the groundwork. Mm. Did DC's Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice do that? Did it lay any groundwork before uh, crashing felt, in with a with a major? It felt so awkward. Age of Ultron was awkward. I mean, having just one of your main characters just leave in order to go and have a vision about the future movies was awkward as hell. And it's the weakest part of Age of Ultron, and I can mm. absolutely see why Joss Whedon tried to fight to get those scenes removed. Yeah, yeah. From the studio. Um, and yet, um, my favourite scene in DC's Batman vs. Superman Dawn, Dawn of Justice was the dream sequence vision yes. of the future. Nightmare. Um, I was very surprised. I remember nightmare. this sequence being Nightmare, which I remembered being a very weak sequence in mm. the cinema. Maybe it's because we had a few more scenes that slowed down the pacing. Mm. Uh, we knew what was happening. Okay, he's decoding information. He's stolen from Lex Luthor and he's fallen asleep. And he's got anxieties within him about Superman's strength, mm. about his intentions on this Earth. Um other beings that might be out there as strong as he is. Mm. That's what's mixing around in the old blender that is um, Bruce Wayne's mind before he falls asleep. And he has an anxiety dream in which um, a dystopia is settled in and he finds himself trying to fight against an opponent he cannot understand or fight against, Mm. um, including these weird winged soldiers, which um, I guess are soldiers of Darkseid. It's an incredible sequence. It actually works quite well. The aesthetic is great. Yeah. Mad Maxi style um, post-apocalypse. Yeah. The bat coat was... I liked it. Glorious. But other than that, it's it's really well shot. Mm-hmm. The, the the stakes are really high as he's, as he's fighting, fighting his way through these uh, grunts. Yeah. There's more and more pile on top of him mm. in a beautiful long shot. Yeah. Um, with great choreography. Yeah. Uh, you really feel it, and it was probably the first time in the film where I was really gripped mm. 
and if that was um, followed up on in the stuff that actually happened, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or if I mean, if if that was if that was a hint at what's to come, then mm. I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. I'm 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 pretty yeah pretty stoked about what what might come. Sure, um, but. I'd say but. that that then is contrasted by the second DCEU um, introductory scene in which we see The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyber all um, at work, all their origin stories kind of uh, respectively. Mm. And I do, uh, none of them excite me very much, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, none of them get me really like, oh god, I can't wait to see how these guys play into that fight. For the longest time, I can remember DC Batman um, is the only hero I really cared about mm. because I love Batman. I love his aesthetic. I love his world. I love his enemies. I love his equipment. All of the mythology around him feels so ingrained in our society and pop culture. Everyone knows what the Batcave is, what the Batmobile is, who right. Alfred is. And I was never that interested in Superman because of how powerful he was and how inhuman he kind of is. Mm. Um the only real interesting story I think you could tell with Superman is the one that Zack Snyder himself told, um, and Alan Moore obviously told originally in Watchmen, which is the idea of what if he just loses interest. Superman, and you rescued this man from a, a burning building. He's going to get old and die. Yeah. In, in yeah. 50 years, you know. Yeah. We then have, uh, what was it, three three other Justice League guys being squeezed in. Yes. If DC were looking to ape Marvel... In, in this and get the same sort of a success with the DCEU then uh, surely they'd have looked at what Marvel did with Iron Man 1 Cap and 1 Thor saw them lay the groundwork mm. and then went we're not going to do that <laughs> well um, they were just so laid off the mark Yeah, I don't know if it's the Nolan movies that screwed them up if they couldn't really get started with mm. an alternate Batman until Christopher Nolan finished the Dark Knight trilogy, which he did in 2012, which is when the first Avengers came out. Um, yeah. And consequently, all groundwork was laid after that. And here we are in 2016 with t- three DCEU movies out and a Justice League movie due next. Wonder Woman first, then DCEU full on. They're so behind. Yeah. It's been going on. The Marvel has been going since 2008. Mm. But then if, say, someone you, you watch somebody who's running a marathon mm. and they're four or five miles within finishing... Mm. If a guy just fucking comes out of the woods, <laughs> like just str- struggling to get a bib on with a, with a number eight on it, and then just starts jogging the same speed towards the finish line, it's not. Um, My guess is he'll get a mixed reception. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't, you know, didn't put the work in. Yes, you technically you ran over, you passed the finish line of this marathon, um, but you you didn't run, you didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you saw you coming out of the woods. You haven't built DC. up the goodwill, yeah. and I think the best way to do that is rather than try to make one movie that actually accomplishes the work of um, seven. Instead of doing that, um, make a good movie. Make yeah. good movies, the best that you can do. And I, I'm not. I don't want it to seem like we're just praising Marvel here. Marvel frequently fail to just make a good mm. movie out of what they're working on, and I feel like DC, unfortunately, have yet to make the film. You know, Iron Man or The Avengers, or Captain America the Winter Soldier, the the, the ones that really stood out and meant things mm. to people, and that people talk about as fondly as if they were just separate films, independent of the MCU. Because there is good mm. in Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice uh, by DC. And if if some of that good would have gone into releasing a few, two, two films this year... Mm couple of films next year 
um, a Batman film, a Flash film, yeah, whatever, we'd have gotten to know these characters rather than seeing mm. them in these in these vignettes, these CCTV vignettes, mm. and we would have then wondered what it would have been like for for the whole team to get together and to face mm. off against you know something greater than all the villains that they've had to face as individuals. With the Batman versus Superman fight we had, it felt frustrating because it was just a communication error. If Batman would just let Superman talk, if they could just talk it out, they wouldn't need to fight. And they don't, because immediately after they stop fighting, they fix the problem they have together. And it's easy. It's resolved in a few moments before another problem comes up. So, yeah, when when you have a conflict of ideals... Mm. That only really that works in the Avengers because they all know each other, and, and we know them. Yeah, and we know their ideals. Whereas we've we're just presented with this film at the beginning, and these characters have ideals, and they clash apparently. So, um, so that's a good opportunity yeah. for us to talk about character motivation. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about these characters, and I'd like you for uh, I'd like for you to tell me uh, what they wanted in the film. Okay. Um, and how what their arc was. Let's talk about their arc. All right. Bruce Wayne or Batman. Okay. So the film starts with Bruce Wayne being understandably annoyed. <laughs> um, and Metropolis has, has been destroyed by Superman uh, and Zod f- throwing each other around. Clarified. Destroyed. Yeah. Just completely annihilated. A, a, a city has been razed. Uh, he has a whole building full of employees who die. So, yeah. th- so there's that. And he sees Superman flying through the air with Zod. He realises that Superman is an unchecked force um, that poses a real threat to this to, to the world. And what was the next bit of the question? Um, what happens then uh, throughout the movie? Oh, he ded- dedicates himself to... Convinced that Superman needs to be eradicated, basically, <laughs> or needs to be stopped at any rate. Yeah. Um... He takes it upon himself to to find out information, to steal kryptonite, to mm-hmm. uh, train himself in a in a in an excellent training scene. In an excellent, excellent training uh, sequence in which he um, becomes more equipped to fight a god by hitting a tire with a hammer, yeah, or pulling tires around in a sort of grody lot. It's great. Uh, inciting incidents. He has a nightmare. He has a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, decides to steal, steal some kryptonite. Then, having failed to do that, uh, he just goes home. <laughs> um, yeah. Then Congress is blown up. Yes. We see news commentary explaining why people are not happy about Congress blowing up. Um, because there is a sequence in the extended version in which Superman is seen rescuing people from the wreckage. And no one tries to arrest him or burn him or anything. Later on, it's explained that... People don't think he did it. In the cinema, I was absolutely convinced that people thought Superman blew up Congress. Later, we see news reports that suggest actually what's happening is people are asking how come Superman didn't stop it. But Batman doesn't seem to have seen any of this. We don't see a scene of him watching the news and that discussion being had. No. So are we to believe that that's the conclusion he came to as well? That Batman's worried that Superman didn't stop the explosion? But that kind of goes against... It's 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 murky. It is murky. It's 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 very murky. Maybe he's freaked out because he just thinks Superman's existence mm. invites 
destruction. People will try to take out Superman, and that's going to cause, like the Vision, yeah, says in Civil War. Yeah, more more than anything, it's just the the clearest thing is that Batman is driven. Yeah, he's very driven, and to kill, yeah. kill Superman, and the reasons are not. Okay. Okay. So. But then he fights Superman. Yeah. And he's about, he's got what he wants. He's beaten Superman and is about to murder him. What happens? <laughs> uh, Superman tells Batman that he has to save Martha. Yes. Save Martha. Yeah. Is what he says. Very cryptically just starts talking about Martha. Yeah. Which obviously stumps, stumps Bats. Because that's his mum's name. Yeah. As we learned in the opening uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. So he's, he he starts in. How do you know that name, Martha? How do you know that name, Save Martha? And that goes on for seven minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until Amy Adams runs in and it's like, please, please, both of you stop yeah. this. Yeah. Um, it's his mum. Yeah. And then and that changes his mind. Yes. Um, and again, there are there are reasons why this uh why this would change his mind they draw symmetries between batman and superman throughout the film about their their motivation for stopping each other is basically it's the basically same. the same and that there are moments throughout where there are comparisons drawn and you see that they are very similar people just one of them's a god yeah they both have father issues. There, there's a, there's yeah. a quick juxtaposition of um, Superman imagining a conversation with his father. Father scenes, yeah. And um, uh, Batman talking about his father. Yeah. Which is quite a nice little panel. Yeah. Uh, both the mothers are named Martha, and you can see why that would finally get through to him. Mm. You made the point earlier about all of the people Batman has killed. <laughs> yes. Um, who all had mothers. Yeah. The, the guy... Who was just firing a machine gun at the Batma- uh, mm. uh, Batmobile, and then he just blew him up. Mm. He had a mum. Yeah. Might she have might have been called Martha. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's only the ones who's named Martha that he yeah. gives a shit about. Yeah. And in the extended edition, we actually get a scene in which one of his victims, one of Batman's victims, mm. um, wife, shows up mm. at the um, uh, police station. One uh, uh, An addition I liked quite a bit because um, it shows uh, Clark Kent in Clark Kent mode. He's a reporter. Mm. He's in Gotham. He's at the um, he's at the police department, which is a building. There's a notice board in the background and a, crowd ch- a child crying and it feels like an actual location. It's a real place. It's a real place, guys. Yeah. It's an actual place. Uh, in ba- uh, DC's Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice that Clark Kent goes to to learn information. Yeah. And an incident happens whilst he's trying to get that information that he had not planned on. It's like a movie. Um, <laughs> and he goes outside and he talks to the woman and the woman says, I know what he did, um, but he was a father too. And that's kind of like a motivation to um, yeah. uh, Clark Kent to start really questioning Batman and his mo- and his methods. And that only really occurs to Batman later when he yeah. hears Superman say his mum's name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's contrived. And yeah. him using the name Martha is very contrived. Yeah. Why he wouldn't just say, he's going to kill my mother or yeah. something, or mum. Yeah. Or something, but he says Martha, which he's never yeah. called her. Superman doesn't have to start coughing up blood and crying, but. <laughs> but crying. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, knowing you're going to die, there's nothing. Eloquence going to come out of your mouth. You're no, gonna be, he, you are going to be crying for your mum, or you're going to at least be squealing for your mum. And so right. Batman decides not to kill Superman because yeah. his mum's name is Martha. Yeah, it's a little alarming how close they become immediately. Yeah, because it's not just okay. Guess I accept you then. 
Yeah. It's, um, I promise you, yeah. I promise you, if my life means anything, it's this. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but he says that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no harm will come to your mother tonight. Yeah. A lady he has never met. And then he, he, he to, to get to Superman's mum, he kills a whole bunch of guys he who kills also a lot have mums. Yeah, who also a whole all bunch have of sons. Yeah, a lot of um, sons, a lot of brothers. Um, who are not nice people, but their mums may be... Yeah. So he kills a whole bunch of people. Yeah. He, he murders them. Yeah. He's rescued Martha. He has joined the fight against Wonder Woman and Superman. And he has seen Superman give up his life uh, to uh, save the world, to destroy Doomsday. Um, he then talks to Wonder Woman at the end in the ce- uh, cemetery about how they've got to come together. Um, that men are still good. Um, we can rebuild the things we've destroyed and we need to bring all of the heroes together to form a profitable movie franchise. That is his end goal. So that's Batman. Now, as an arc, there's some gaps. Mm. <laughs> there's some problems. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's that dogged, if he's that driven to kill Superman, mm. then it's a very, it's a kind of flimsy reason for undoing all of that. And then the whole, like, what he says at the end about having to come together to fight. Yeah. That was very, uh, is authorial the right word? Where it's just, it's the writer going, oh fuck, I've got to do the yeah. thing now that sets I've up I've got to achieve objective film. number yeah. one, which yeah. is to set up the DCEU. Yeah. So, Superman, and we're going to do this briefly. Superman, he, um, is supermanning. He is saving mm-hmm. people. We see that, I think, early on, don't we? Uh, well, we see him save, and that's an issue with his introduction, is he saves Lois Lane. And it's our first time seeing Superman. It's like, hey, the Man of Steel. Yeah. And he saves her in such a way that he absolutely pulverizes a human being mm. to do it. Um, he doesn't appear with a quip and a smile and a, you know, you've been busy, you know, something yeah. before disarming the man and so he can be brought to justice. He um, sees that he's pointing a gun at Amy Adams and so he fucking pulverizes him. Yeah. He just blasts him through a wall. Yeah. Until he's dust. Breaks every bone in his body. Yeah. Um, that's our introduction to Superman. Yeah. Uh, and it's not... <laughs> it, it's problematic, considering yeah. his moral angle going forward is going to be that Batman is out of control. Yeah. When he has flown to another country, um, <laughs> completely intervened in a situation he knows nothing about yeah. in order to rescue his girlfriend. I... Love killing people. <laughs> Watch me murder this boy. Here we go again. <laughs> oh. um, and it's what. Well, well I, I was saying this earlier when the, when we were watching the film. Um, that I think I think Superman as a character in this film, he's a well he's a well meaning guy. Yeah. He means he 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 means to save people, and he's not he's not killing people. It's just there there are casualties. But Superman. He also doesn't seem to address any of this himself. He just bats it off. It's like he's he's laminate, and it's mm. all just running off of him. But because but because he's not addressing it, it's it might just be me wanting to believe something better. But I don't think it's because Superman was being intentionally portrayed as a careless, uh, unaccountable person. I kind of feel like it was bad filmmaking. Yeah. Um, just we want a big action sequence. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to think too much about the consequences of having our big action sequence. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there, there are a couple of conversations that he had with his with his mum, with mm. Lois 
<clears throat> that sort of got across the idea that he was just trying to do good. Yeah, just trying to be a good guy. Yeah. And but he did murder people. A lot of people. And that, co- that confuses the conflict he has with Batman. So, okay, going forward, he sees a man who is posting himself as, like, judge and executioner, possibly with some manipulation by Lex Luthor, but that's what he sees. And so he decides that he is going to... Um, stop the Batman. And at one point he actually does appear in front of his car and he yeah. stops him from stealing some kryptonite, which I don't think he knows is kryptonite. Yeah. Kryptonite. Um, but Superman often doesn't know what's happening. He often just sort of bumbles into situations. Mm. Um, he didn't know where his mother was being kept. He didn't know that was kryptonite yeah. being transported or he definitely would have stopped it. Yeah. He just saw Batman blowing stuff up and killing people and mm. thought, I better stop this. I think there's an interesting angle there, the idea that maybe Batman is more intelligent and calculating, mm. whereas Superman is more idealistic mm. um, and strong. Is he well-meaning, or is he just a god among ants? <laughs> just a god he among doesn't ants. And he doesn't care. their machinations. He doesn't it's care just... about them. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, what can they do? <laughs> what He then gets distracted, frankly. I mean, his issues with Batman don't get resolved. Batman doesn't stop being a murderer. It's just Congress gets blown up. Mm. And he's got bigger things to think about. And the next time he reappears in the plot, he's kind of forgotten about Batman. And he's more interested in Lex Luthor, who, only for the simple reason that he has thrown Amy Adams off of the top of a building mm. and kidnapped his mum. That's his involvement. It's very personal. Yeah. It's not an ideological issue he has with whatever Lex Luthor is doing, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what Lex Luthor's doing. He probably yeah. doesn't know who he is. Is there even a scene where they introduce themselves? Oh, we saw him at that party. Yeah. I think we've really said it about yeah. Superman's motivation. He changes. He eventually um, changes his mind on Batman yeah. for no real reason and starts mm. working with him. I guess and against a bigger threat is the idea. And he sacrifices his life without thinking about it, which has an impact on Batman, convincing him that he needs to bring the metahumans together. Yeah, that's that. Um, not too many more of these. Although the next one is Lex Luthor, and there's a whole conversation to be had there about. I, f- I feel, and we'll, we'll get on to. The characters or the 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 actors, mm. I'm sure later, but I feel the less said about Lex Luthor, the better. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it was a poor performance. Yeah, that's Lex Luthor. Wonder Woman is a bit more straightforward. She doesn't want to be exposed. Something happened. Well, I think the World Wars happened, mm. um, which led her to lo- turn her back on mankind. She's been laying low ever since, just living. And now it's uh, she because of Lex's research into metahumans, she's mm. at risk of being exposed. Mm. Um, and now Batman is trying to like bring her back into the fight. Mm. That's pr- fairly straightforward, but again, that is articulated in three scenes, mm. um, and it's all a little rushed. But it's it's perfect. It's a perfectly good introduction. What is not so great is that her action sequences aren't terribly exciting. Mm. Her her showing up at the end, the great theme that she's been given by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL starts up, and then Superman just barges Superman in, just punches everyone. <laughs> I, I I quite like Superman. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, and I and I know that people have called him um mm. a charisma vacuum. He has a nice brow. Mm. Um I will say his I'm the strenuous face that every action actor has to work on, yeah. the I'm doing work right now. It's the face you do when you're like pushing something or pulling something yeah. or flying through the air. His is hilarious. <laughs> it's incredibly yeah. funny. It's very good. Amusing. Perfect almost. <laughs> Depending on your... What do you mean, yeah? Um, <laughs> on your standard. If that's... I mean, it's it's Arnie-esque. At this stage, I think what would be a good thing is a lightning round. Let's just list off some good things that we liked about the film that we haven't discussed yet. Um, in the opening sequence, which once again shows us um, 
Batman's origin story, I was interested to see that um, Batman's father, Thomas Wayne, mm. um, actually tries to fight the guy. In Christopher Nolan's, he very definitely didn't. Mm. He didn't try and wrestle the gun. He only intervened when it looked like something was going to happen to his wife. And it's it's a whole thing about the sort of will to act, and it's interesting. Here, mm. um, Thomas Wayne, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, the comedian himself, fights back. He tries to punch the guy, and that's what gets them killed. Mm. Interesting. It made me think about how this plays into the theme of everything, or whether or not it's just um, a Zack Snyder... Oh, he can't have his, you know, can't have his dad being a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, can't, can't have that. You know, yeah. he, he, he fights. He's a man. He punches yeah. and um, gets shot as a result. Or is it about? Is there something deeper going on? He tried to act, and it got both of them killed. How does that impact on young Bruce Wayne? But yeah. It didn't really pay off. But I like that detail. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Um, I, there were some really nice m- moments that were very subtly played. Mm. The moment where Clark Kent realizes that Bruce Wayne is Batman yes. I love is that. is when. Um, Bruce Wayne is is walking off. He has a um, radio, yeah, a radio, like an earpiece, mm. talking to Alfred. Superman, being Superman, here's this. You can hear the guy on the mic. Yeah. Tiny, you know, it's minute sound, and all of that is delivered. This realization in mm. this single backwards glance, and it's very cool. And it plays into something I've always enjoyed about Superman films, which is a subtle use of Clark Kent's powers, mm. and it's mo- a lot more satisfying than. Mm. Red laser eyes. Red laser eyes burning everything. Yeah. There are reminders all throughout that Zack Snyder is a good director. Yeah. And Um, can produce really good stuff. In the opening sequence um, in which uh, Metropolis is destroyed, and there's just nonsense going on on screen. It's just visual, blurry nonsense going on. I really like the fact that when Bruce arrives at Wayne Tower, he demonstrates genuine heroism. Mm. He... um, draws attention to a man who is trapped under a beam and gets him medical attention. He lifts the beam using his physical strength. Mm. He rescues a little girl and then stays with her, hoping to find out where she needs to go. He sh- yeah. he's, 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 he's a hero. Yeah. He's, a, he's the Batman in a way that yeah. um, he isn't often in the rest of the film. It's just nice seeing heroes doing simple, relatable yeah. acts, brave yeah. acts. It means a lot. I have a, I mean, I have a really big, good one. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have another one that you want to oh, uh, go ahead. Share for symmetry. Uh, the actors, sure. There are some really fucking good actors in this, with exceptions. With exceptions, um, <laughs> but all the for the most part, the big names don't disappoint. No, and it's only big names. You've got um, Henry Cavill himself, who is yeah, as we say, he's a perfectly fine Superman. Yeah. I just would like. I know he can do is the thing. I know he can do the Captain America style. Um, Mm. I don't really appreciate being followed. I think that's a line he has at the end of Man of Steel, where he's putting on his Superman persona yeah. that he has. Um, we've got Amy Adams, who, I mean, unless you haven't been to the cinema once <laughs> in in the last year, you, everyone knows now by now that Amy Adams is just incredible. Um, and then, uh, oh, who else? Well, Ben Affleck, obviously. Sure. For me, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne is great. I think he's brilliant. Ben Affleck is Batman, and I th- it was like I was saying earlier, I think his helmet, his mask really is, He has a help. very large mouth area. Yeah. It's very built up. He has big cheeks, he has big jaw, he has a little dimple chin yeah. sticking out. 
It's very large around his mouth, but his eyes, and I've never noticed this about Ben Affleck before, he has quite small beady eyes. So when you put a suit on that isolates these areas, and you have little eyes and a big mouth, mm. he looks like a cartoon, yeah. and not in a great way. His, his eyes sort of shift around a lot and yeah. look... But he's but he's fine as Batman. He's a great yes. Bruce Wayne. Jeremy Irons was was great. Yep, yep. Jeremy Irons was really yep. a solid Alfred. Holly Hunter was great. Yep. Any any anyone else? Again, less uh, said about Lex Luthor. Well, okay. Let's talk about Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Oh yeah, I okay. think is how you pronounce her name. She. How interested are you in seeing her lead a film? Very interested. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see what they could do with it. Sure. Um, I'm always. I don't know if it's an origin story. I think I've, I think the trailer footage released had her in the war. Okay. Um, well, that could be could be a Captain America style. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first Captain America is one of my favorite MC, MC, uh, MCU MCUs. films. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see DC do something that doesn't have a huge CGI monster. Yes, um, which Marvel do monster. as well. Yeah, Marvel do as well. Marvel do as well, and they're the worst perpetrators of this. Um, I don't know about massive CGI monsters, but they tend to have massive things crashing into other things. Yeah, That's, yeah. Kevin Costner was in the movie for one scene, and I didn't, I didn't hate him. Hate him. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't bored immediately. Bored, yeah. Um, it 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 worked, and he had a different accent and everything. Mm. He was a he was a character. He was a character, character in a film. Yeah, like um. No, that's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my favourite scene in the film. Nightmare sequence was the best and smoothest choreographed fight sequence mm. in the film. My favourite superhero moment that made me think, oh, wow, superheroes, was also the product of frustration because it's an instance in which Lois Lane needs saving again, which has always been a staple of Superman since the 30s, since mm. 1938, when he could stand for something. Yeah. Um, without being laughed at. <laughs> without being laughed like idiot. at. Without being completely irrelevant when compared to a football game. Um, Lois Lane has always needs, needed saving. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating that that continues on in 2016, in which Lois needs to be saved, I believe, three times in the film. Mm. But the second one of those, in which she needs to be saved from the building, was beautiful. Um, she's falling. We get a close-up on her face. There's light flashing past her and mist, and it's, there's a real sense of momentum. And then on one of the flashes of light, suddenly Henry Cavill's face is there with her, st- facing her. They slow down together, and the, the dramatic scary music stops, and they glide gracefully down to the street, and, and the camera pans with them, but it pans past, and we see them fly down to it, and it doesn't look superimposed. Mm. It looks... Fine. It looks like Superman plucked Lois Lane from the sky yeah. and delivered her safely, and there's a great calm to it amongst the chaos, and it's great. And that's the Superman we know and love it, and want to Superman. see more of. And that's the Superman you want to come and save you mm. if something happens to you. Um, and that's the power fantasy that's going on here. It's the Superman you want to be. It's the Superman you want to you want to exist. Yeah. Um, and it's that one scene. Mm. Yeah. So um the last thing I'd like to talk about before we round off is the music by um uh Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. Uh Hans Zimmer has now declared this will be his last soundtrack on a superhero film. Junkie XL meanwhile did the music to Mad Max Fury Road. Um work them working together obviously the hype is huge because those are two giants of the movie soundtrack writing business and they did not disappoint. They wrote a great soundtrack to the film. It does so much. It does a lot of the heavy lifting. 
Um, there's a lot of scenes where the reason I'm feeling something I realize is because of the music. Well, when I think of Hans Zimmer, it, unfortunately, it's mostly the the the, the Batman films and yeah. um, Inception. Oh, Inception! Time is probably one of my favorite like pieces of original uh, original yeah. film music. Yeah, out there, it's it's helped by the fact that Inception itself is great <laughs> and that there's a real yeah. emotion coming yeah, through into that moment. But um, what Hans Zimmer does really well is draw out the emotion mm-hmm. of a scene, what's meant yeah. to be happening. He um, is able to encapsulate it perfectly. Yeah, and there are yeah similar similar moments in this. Uh, mm-hmm. The one, Wonder Woman's theme. Yeah, it was yeah, just superb. Uh, the final piece um, when the camera focuses on the coffin, mm. and at the very last second, the spoilers, Earth starts to rise from the from from the from the casket, which is a very subtle. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not surprised because I think I still think Zack Snyder at heart is is a good man. With, He's a good man. He's good just skills. Lost. But hands, I can't I can't think of a, another person I want to score a film like that unless Zack Snyder worked with his old whoever it was Tyler Bates Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Bates yeah. whoever it was yeah he used to um, score um, sort of 300 and watch yeah and, um, if, if he went to if he went back to just using sound, uh, unoriginal, unoriginal music yeah unoriginal music unoriginal music um, which he definitely did in Watchmen yeah, yeah. <laughs> very um, unoriginal music but just expertly cut very yeah. well used if not that, then Hans Zimmer and the fact that he's not going to do another one of these movies is the comic book world's loss and our Absolutely. loss, I think. Cause, Absolutely, I because it was it was a really really good thing about DC's Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. I will say, I will also say though the theatrical cut was a mess. It really was. Um, I highly recommend catching the extended version and putting the time in to really see that story. Told large, mm. um, the greatest tragedy of Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice is that it tried to do too much. But I've always had a soft spot for movies that try to do too much. Re- their reach exceeded their grasp. Okay. So, do we want to mention uh, the fact that we have a Twitter? That we absolutely. You can find out more about One Good Thing on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, yes, there will be Facebook. So the Twitter. Uh... Twitter handle, as uh, the kids call it, is uh, OGTPod, at OGTPod. The Facebook is to be announced, <laughs> so watch Twitter for that on OGTPod. Yep. Um, well, we welcome suggestions from yeah. people, or we welcome the challenge from people. Yes, we, have, we have a lot of films that we want to get to. Yes. Please, um, though, tweet at us suggestions for films that you would like us to find the one good thing about. Our mission statement is that there is no worthless film there's nothing there's no film out there that is completely lacking in quality there's Mm. something good or remarkable or interesting in every film that's ever been put out there Mm. um if you think that's not true then by all means challenge us Mm. um and we'll see what we can do so if you'd like to know more about my work please check out nerdsgetboard.com and if you want to check out my work, uh, I have a blog called Life Worth Living, which is L-I-W-O-L-I dot WordPress dot co dot UK, let's say. If dot <laughs> UK not? doesn't work, it's probably com. <laughs> Try both. Um, Come and find us, America. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, I've been Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. Until next time, remember, the one good thing about DC's Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice is that it's quite good. <laughs>